0: Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of podcast series of events of WTK Iran Today we have Vikas Dua with us. Hello sir. How are you doing?
1: Hi. Good evening. All well. Thank you. Abhishek.
0: Doing well. Yes. So, Vikas is an accomplished Indian based HR and recruitment prof- professional with over 15 years of experience in the field, having worked with both startups and large corporations like Wipro. And concentrates, driving hiring in the Asian Pacific region. Currently, he is the chief HR mentor at ATTAIN, a disruptive HR tech firm working on enhancing and democratizing knowledge sharing in the academic space. As advisor to the BRICS Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Vikas is working towards supporting the student and young professionals' community in their learning and entrepreneurship objectives. Vikas is also a TEDx speaker and a vlogger and blogger on HR practices, sharing his learning under his self-designed HR in my heart brand umbrella. So Vikas, sir, on behalf of humans of Midtaker, and I'd like to welcome you.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity, Abhishek. Pleasure being here. It's a pleasure you've been here, sir.
0: So, sir, uh, as an HR, like, uh, I want you to share your journey being an HR and what do an HR do? Sir.
1: Sure Abhishek, so uh, firstly uh, you know, thanks a lot uh, for having me on board and happy to share about my HR journey. Uh, I spent uh, the larger part of my HR experience in the ITS space, the BPO space, which is a great learning ground for HR because uh, It's all about people and uh, what happens is that you have such a high level of uh, turnover that uh, you invariably have to explore various uh, aspects of HR end to end. So I was fortunate enough from that standpoint. I was also lucky to work with some very large uh, diversified organizations, multi-billion dollar organizations uh, with a global spread, which also exposed me to some really cutting edge HR practices and i started my journey in hr with uh, really building a campus recruitment program uh, for uh, wipro uh, the bpo division at wipro and we built it up into one of the largest uh, recruitment engines in the organ- in the country at that point starting in somewhere in 2006 post that i've held various portfolios within the hr space and uh, managed uh, like you said in the introduction to even lead uh, you know uh, transnational uh, hr teams uh, Uh, in the APAC region. So that's really my uh, HR journey. Your second part of your question in terms of what is really um, an HR expert expected to do. uh, HR expert really looks at enabling human potential. That's what uh, most of the textbooks will tell you and that's the reality as well. Uh, The human resources professional actually becomes an advocate for employees uh, right from the time uh, that he or she. is an applicant candidate to the time that that employee leaves the organization and becomes an ex-employee so the hr is really the glue that handles the employee right from the hire to retire part of the hiring cycle as they say
0: like hr is like the backbone of any company right sir true yeah. that's, that's great sir so uh what was the most challenging uh, situation you faced as an hr and how did you overcome that sir?
1: Yeah, it reminds me uh, of an incident or a situation which I came across uh, early in my HR career, and I think it really helped uh, shape me as a professional. Uh, this was when I was again at Wipro, I was uh, uh, leading a recruitment team within uh, one of the verticals and within the domestic uh, space, which is in India. And uh, there was a special program which was launched. Uh, we had uh, uh, two greenfield sites in Mexico and Brazil, which are coming up uh, in the same month, and uh, the leadership wanted me to, uh, uh, you know, create the talent acquisition teams there from scratch. So that was a tremendous challenge because uh, uh, when you look at where India is situated geographically and where Mexico and Brazil are, uh, you know that it's on the other side of the world. It's uh, there's a time zone challenge. There is a language barrier, which is huge, and uh, when it comes to the world of business, as we've all experienced, everything is, uh, you know, required in very crunch timelines. So one really had to uh, stretch, go out of the way and uh, make it happen. And it was a very formative experience for me, I would say. So uh, I quickly um, uh, leveraged a couple of my reportees. I managed to get approvals to uh, shift them to Mexico and Brazil respectively. Uh, It gave them some great global exposure. uh, to set up a you know recruitment function from scratch uh while i uh, you know was able to remotely guide them from india uh strategize along with them give them some uh, handholding uh, and help them you know be successful at what they managed to do uh, in fact even i whenever i needed certain assistance when i got stuck i would reach out to my superiors and get their uh, support as well so eventually the whole um, experience worked out great for all of us who were involved in that landmark project because uh, it was uh, truly something that uh, uh, expanded our whole perspectives in multiple dimensions
0: that's yeah every, every houseful uh, experience give you a good lesson that's true that's true true so sir, uh, like uh, we know that uh, hr like anyone if hears about hr like they have some kind of stereotypes so like Tell us about the myths that are associated with HR, so like we have lots of stereotypes with HR. So, so, uh, yeah, you're right completely Abhishek, I think uh, lots
1: of myths, um, the biggest one, which I think becomes a big uh, uh, disablement for not only uh, HR professionals, but even uh, people or students who aspire to be HR professionals. And uh, that myth is that HR is a very soft science, uh, that it's uh, a people science and It's really uh, not, uh, I would say, considered in many B-Schools as being, you know, desired uh, specialization and so on. Uh, Nothing is further from the truth. Uh, Today, uh, as much as uh, HR is a people science, it's a data science equally, if not more. And having been part of, again, like I said, the IT space where you have... uh, a lot of recruitment, you have uh, employee growth to look at appraisals, you've got salary structures, you've got uh, performance management systems, all of this revolves around data and even engagement, employee engagement, which is of course very critical in today's age. People have to realize that HR is much more than just people management or, you know, having a Rangoli competition or uh, creating a fun Friday event. today. human capital is the center of every business, you know, whether you are a product company, uh, you're a services organization, or even a social enterprise. It's all about how you can uh, onboard the right talent uh, that suits your organization's framework and uh, culture, how you can help them grow and be productive in that environment and how they can really, at a collective level, uh, bring you more uh, value, more revenue. So. Uh, HR leverages a lot of data, and today, I'm sure you're aware as a you know student yourself, uh, the HR analytics space is one of the hottest spaces which is uh, being tapped.
0: So, so like a, any organ organization works on the people's network. Like Correct. managing managing people is the biggest thing, like biggest challenge. True. So that's that's HR manages everything of an organization, people people's out there, right? So, so Correct. sir like like sir uh, we have shifted like uh, a decade ago like it was not mm-hmm. up to that digital mark now it's totally mm-hmm. digital so what's so what's the shift of that hr like a decade ago and now's hr like what's the shift in that domain sir
1: so the shift is again uh, similar to what i shared uh, we have a situation where today uh, hr is expected to be very number savvy uh, very data centric and to uh, build or uh, take decisions basis, hard facts and data more than soft emotions. And that's something that is consistently coming up uh, over the last few years. In fact, thanks to uh, COVID in a lot of ways, uh, Abhishek, uh, it almost sounds odd seeing this. But finally, HR is getting uh, the recognition that HR uh, deserves. Today, CEOs uh, at the board level are actually looking at HR heads to guide them and give them direction in terms of uh, the reopening of plants, the salary disbursements during a period of lockdown, uh, the shutting down in case of uh, detection of a COVID positive case and so on and so forth. So today, the entire ecosystem in an organization has started looking up to HR finally uh, in a way that uh, has never happened before, Uh, both uh, with respect, both for guidance, and uh, that's a great thing, I think, for the
0: HR thank like, uh, You'll say it's a blessing in a disguise. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> True. So, yeah. So, sir, like uh, being an HR expert, what qualities do you hunt for in a candidate and the skills you look in a freshers, like being an HR? So like good candidates, like, yeah, this is a good candidate. So what qualities do you do? So again, Abhishek, a
1: great question, Uh, the fact is that when you're evaluating a candidate, uh, what really my guidance and my approach always has been is that uh, you seek proof, not promises. Uh, In a way, what one is saying is that you're looking at uh, getting tangible information or taking a decision based on hard data and facts. When you're seeking proof, you're looking at the past record of the candidate in terms of his or her achievements and qualifications. Uh, When you look at uh, promises, you're really looking at emotions and the words that the candidate is using and that can be a detriment to the hiring process. So when you look at hiring laterals, as they say, people with work experience, obviously the bigger focus tends to be in terms of what have they achieved so far in their corporate or work career or business career, whatever the case may be, how they have turned adversity uh, adversary into opportunities, how they have leveraged their strengths, how they have added value to their organizations and so on. And then you try and extrapolate or make a judgment on how that candidate is supposed to uh, or would be able to deliver results in your organization, adding value to your existing uh, workforce. Uh, how he or she would fit into the culture of the workplace, uh, and try and uh, ascertain that you know job and candidate fit. That's really what, in essence, happens. With respect to freshers, you have to adopt a slightly different approach. In the sense that uh, there's not much of a track record, apart from the fact that uh, yes, if you uh, have a strong academic record, it does uh, share a few aspects about your personality in terms of. Uh, being highly committed, focused, and so on. But having said that, what I try to leverage is what I call the KISS framework. And I spell it K-Y-S, just like you have uh, in Attain, you have A-T-T-A-Y-N. In uh, this KISS framework, uh, the K stands for knowledge, uh, the Y stands for you, the candidate, and S stands for soft skills. So uh, just to spend a minute and elaborate on these pillars, which I found very helpful for me in my recruiting uh, years is that Knowledge is really where uh, you ascertain whether the candidate knows his or her course content, knows a bit about the environment, the uh, country, the situation, uh, and in a sense related to more or less uh, the chosen area of discipline. Uh, It's impossible for everyone to know everything, but at least if I'm studying engineering, I should be aware of the latest developments that are happening, which are the top organizations in the world in that space uh how are the founders what is the new trend in the startup community and so on uh the u stands for really the candidates individual persona or passions or interests that unique differentiating factor that separates one candidate from the rest and uh, the s stands for soft skills in today's world uh, i'm sure you know this from your course as well Um, you probably have uh, programs running on that soft skills are paramount Uh, There is hardly any job which is uh, of an individual contributor sitting alone in some corner creating magic by himself or herself. It requires collaboration, it requires teamwork, it requires uh, presenting, it requires uh, communicating and therefore uh, soft skills become more and more important. So these are the pillars that I have considered important when selecting candidates.
0: Or so detailed explains like any viewer who is preparing for any campus placements just have a look on this like these are the main things that any of the job or any of the companies look for so thank you sir just for sharing this and sir uh, what what will be your take on reskilling in this pandemic and what skills set, skill sets would you suggest to the viewers sure abhishek see
1: uh, The sad reality is that in today's uh, post-Covid scenario, uh, a lot of uh, not only jobs, but even companies and industries have got ravaged. And uh, even now, uh, whatever reports one is reading, uh, the recovery seems still some quite uh, way off, which means that a large part of the population uh, and that too, both in the uh, blue collar and white collar space has got impacted. And uh, it requires reskilling to a large extent in my view. Now, the golden question which you have put forth is what is that reskilling? Uh, to be honest, there is no straightforward uh, single answer or a magic bullet. Uh, my advice to uh, candidates who are impacted in such a scenario is to look at a skill or a qualification that adds to what their core skill is or what their uh, natural adaptation is like. For example, if um, there is someone who's uh, done hospitality, uh, chances are that that similar service attitude can work well in a hospital environment as well, in customer service or in you know admin and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, what happens is that the Indian psyche is still somewhere very strongly biased towards labels and certifications. So what we've seen is that we've started seeing people running after certifications, whether online, whether offline. And adding to their CV. The future of recruitment or future of uh, world is very different uh, in my view. It's not going to be so much about certifications, it will be so much, it will be a lot more about skills and ability to do things. So when you're sitting for a final placements, you will invariably have companies asking you to be part of code-a-thons, for example, or to write essays, or to appear in logical tests. In a similar fashion, uh, even at lateral levels, uh, we are going to see a lot more of application based equipment happening. It is fine if you've done a HR analytics program from uh, Coursera.org, but can you actually look at a data set and solve or find an HR data trend from there to take a decision? That's what uh, is going to be happening. So when can employees or a person is looking at rescaling, uh, I would say, look at your own personal aptitude, interests, and to some extent, uh, obviously important, which are the sectors in the economy which are doing well, and uh, try and find a direction to one of those. Uh, one thing I sh- uh, com- in, uh, you know, share a lot at campuses or in other discussions that I have is that technology is here to stay. So it's important for all of us to get a very high level of uh, uh, comfort with technology. You know, whether that is uh, actual coding, whether that is understanding digital marketing and its application, uh, whether that is going deeper into uh, you know, data analytics or big data, uh, that is a call that every person should take. But today you can't stay away from technology.
0: Yes, that's true. Like I have seen in my colleges like uh, most of the students run behind certificates blindly, like they think that it would they, would, yeah, they think that it would enhance their resume and CV. But uh, Unfortunately, it, it doesn't affect at all. So yeah, that, that's that's great. Sir. And sir, uh, like uh, what is the most common mistake that a millennial do when they get into HR sector like us?
1: I don't think uh, there is a mistake that millennials do per se in a sense that uh, I think uh, honestly speaking, and having experienced working with many of them, uh, they come with a lot of uh, uh, positive uh, attributes which are well positioned for today's uh, dynamic environment uh, you know millennials are very uh, fast to adapt they are patient they are able to uh, uh, juggle multiple tasks and so on so which is great for today's environment i think where uh, generations over the years have made a mistake uh, abhishek and when entering the hr space is that somehow you know within organizations hr has tended to stay closed like one uh, uh, separate group so, you almost have an experience is the largest of organizations where the rest of the organization is one set of people, whether it's sales, finance, legal, operations, and so on. But HR is one separate unit, which is like it is this uh, haloed, uh, you know, circled of garden where uh, uh, only a select few can enter, and uh, what happens there is a mystery. Uh, and the rest of the organization just kind of has to go along or keeps wondering what are the uh, things getting plotted inside those gardens. That is a trend or approach that needs to be done. Available. HR professionals, whatever level they are at, whether starting off as millennials or people in the middle level or even the CHROs need to integrate very well with business and be seen as being one of Because unless you are seen as one of us, you will never get the truth from uh, the employee, you know, how they are feeling, uh, what are the apprehensions, uh, what ideas or suggestions they have to take the uh, organization forward. So the moment uh, HR breaks that boundary, that barrier, integrates with the rest of the population, I think then you're actually building a great
0: organization. It's it's the it should be the binding force, right, sir? Exactly, HR very HR, well. Said. HR should be the binding force. Yeah, it's to like if, if we if we can't connect the peoples, then the the organization will be not worthy, right, sir? True. It won't be a worth of So, sir, like uh, we know that uh, networking plays a very important role in this corporate world. So, sir, we also say that network is the net worth. Right, sir? True. So, what impact does this networking has on HRs?
1: Great. Again, uh, networking becomes critical, irrespective of whether you are HR, finance or legal. And in today's world, uh, thanks to social networks, uh, it's been all about uh, networks, uh, Abhishek. And uh, with business schools, I'm sure um, uh, you may possibly even know this. Uh, the true worth of a business school, they say, is not really the uh, academic content that you learn in the business school, really, but uh, uh, the the sheer quality of your peer group that you get to interact with and spend uh, one or two years of your life, as the case may be, as you uh, plan and uh, you know build your uh, qualification, management qualification. So the social networks or the networks even outside of a business pool for that matter uh, kind of add to this, they become your uh, extended arms, whether it's the new business you want to launch, whether it's a new uh, client you're looking for, whether it's a job that you're aspiring to get and uh, networking done the right way can actually give you a lot of uh, positive uh, benefits uh, in the long run. Unfortunately, uh, what happens is that many of times uh, professionals that I've seen this myself uh, being in the HR space is that uh, professionals will reach out to you only when they are in a crisis or when they need something. Networking works the other way. You first need to give before you can receive. And if you can do it in this way with the right spirit, then uh, networking can open up uh, real doors for you from, like I said, your personal advancement or career advancement to uh, you know, even establishing your businesses. So, more critical than ever before. Uh, and the advantages that today thanks to the internet, thanks to uh, collaboration modes like this. Uh, you're sitting in a guwahati I'm sitting in New Delhi. Uh, we have a great new association with us, TikTok. Uh, you never know where it ends up a
0: few years from now. But that's uh, the beauty of networking. Like sir, uh, I have seen in many of the LinkedIn posts or anywhere, sir, like they say that If you build up a resume, sir, like it mostly depends on like you have a resume, you have a good uh, academic career, everything else, but somewhere resume also needs a networking, sir. So how much the fact is true?
1: It is 100% true. Having experienced uh, HR for over 18 years, uh, Vishay. And uh, one of my uh, posts about a month or two months ago, I think uh, on LinkedIn, uh, if you've been following me, exactly spoke about this particular aspect. Uh, as you go up the corporate ladder, uh, yes. we all know there is a employee referral program that many organizations run to uh, uh, attract talent, to source talent. And this is by far across industry, across uh, different geos, uh, a trend which is visible. Is that as you grow up the career uh, ladder? number of or the percentage hiring through employee referral that happens gets higher and higher which means that uh, chances of senior leaders getting hired at a CXO or a CHRO minus one level uh, are much higher being uh, uh, to be much higher being uh, hired through the professional network than from a recruitment agency or a consulting organization. So that's uh, something which uh, completely you're bang on and I think uh, it will be good if uh, your audience can actually understand the depth of this and see where uh, how far uh, networking can actually assist them in their life.
0: Yeah, it is like uh, many of these things that updating your resume with your academics with your certificate should work but unfortunately networking plays also plays a greater greater role.
1: Correct because it adds to you know the uh, apart from the uh, for certifications and qualifications that you mentioned you put in your CV because uh, obviously at the end of the day it's created by you and there is only a certain level of credibility that carries uh, when you have uh, networking or when you have someone else validating that you know, someone who's worked with you in the past uh, the entire credibility of that resume rises exponentially. So two candidates seemingly the same on paper. Uh, coming from a similar background but one just happens to get referenced by someone else saying that I worked with this particular person and he or she did a fabulous job when I was in this particular project uh, you know the scale still
0: uh, it's a reality that just grows very yeah. yes wow so sir, moving to the end of this session my last question would be to you that tips for the viewers uh, who is preparing for the campus interview and the area they should focus. On?
1: Sure. So it's going to be a challenging period ahead uh, in my view for some time. Uh, Abhishek, as far as campus Uh what I see happening is very clearly that it will be a remote uh, hiring mechanism that will be executed by companies uh, and uh, companies now have the technology and the tools available. There's been tremendous growth in the last few years where uh, the most cutting edge platforms are available and they're not extremely expensive. So companies will deploy these uh, from the students and what is then needed is to be very comfortable being interviewed on a mechanism like this, sitting across the screen, taking tests online in a remote mechanism, uh, being able to think quickly on their feet. They will also need to be very uh, well prepared with uh, creating their video resumes because that is another uh, way that resumes will evolve very quickly. While it is somewhere easier to talk to someone across the screen and most of us have gotten used to it uh, the way I'm speaking to you, uh, talking to a camera is a very different ballgame. And that's where uh, a little amount of practice ensuring that uh, one is looking uh, comfortable, one is able to communicate clearly uh, will become an important, critical, uh, almost hygiene skill uh, to have. And of course, uh, the other uh, thought which I definitely have for students like you uh, who may be uh, sitting for placements in time to come is that uh, get ready to uh, find your own job. The whole concept of placement committee, uh, four or five people chasing organizations is somewhere in my view outdated and uh, may not survive for any long. The way uh, the whole uh, recruitment process is moving online. So if you are passionate about an organization, if you are very focused in terms of which uh, location or what kind of role you want, uh, there should be nothing that stops you from uh, reaching out to that organization directly, uh, creating your own path to interview and getting selected. And the journey for that really starts with also building your own brand on a platform like LinkedIn, for example, making sure that you are abreast to the latest trends and uh, uh, aware about the company and so on. So looping it back to that KYS or the KISS framework, which I spoke about, keeping that in mind and also making sure that you take charge of your own uh, destiny in your
0: own hands. Awesome. It's a total thing in a nutshell, sir. It's well explained, sir.
1: Thank yes. you, sir.
0: Thank you, sir, for this wonderful session and wonderful information you had, sir. Thanks a lot, sir. Thank
1: you so much for the opportunity, Abhishek, and uh, wish you and uh, Mitri Keram team all the best for all your future endeavors. Uh, very nice to hear the great work that you all have been doing and i wish you all the success in times to come thank you sir.
0: thanks sir